Hello and welcome to another Win Daily Show. My name is Michael Orziel. I got my man Mitchell Tennis here and we have the first round of the playoffs. I don't even really remember what we're calling them. We have a 16-team playoff. Um, no wild card game anymore. They did away with that for this weird-ass 60-game season. But we have a four-game slate. It's going to be nice and quick. Starts at 2 o'clock Eastern. So you West Coasters out there, that's 11 a.m., I think. And Mitchell, where you live, I think that's like 12, right? Minnesota? One. Like that. One. One o'clock. All right, look at that. Man, yeah. I have no idea where Minnesota is. So <laughs> kind of on me. So I apologize for that. But we're going to be looking at the four-game slate. It should be a lot of fun. Baseball all day, starting at 2 here on the East Coast and then ending with that Yankees-Indians game at 7 p.m. Dude, that's going to be so much fun. But let's get there. Let's get there first. So, Mitchell, let's talk about it. The pitching is very weirdly priced today. Uh, I don't care. Still going to play. And I think we're all going to wait for that late game hammer. But let's start with this first one. We have the Houston Astros going up against your Minnesota Twins. We have Kenta Maeda on the hill, who's been really good this year. I don't know. You know, Dodgers had to trade this guy away to get Mookie Betts for whatever reason. They didn't really have to, but they did. And then uh, also Zach Granke, former Dodgers pitcher on the hill for Houston. Everybody's rooting against Houston here. We're all on your side, Mitchell. We promise you that. <laughs> but talk to me a little bit about these two pitchers. I mean, we know... The Houston uh, bats haven't been what they've been this year. We know Minnesota is three true outcomes. Either you're going to strike out, they're going to walk, or they're going to hit a dinger. So how are you looking at this matchup? How are you looking at these pitchers? How are you looking at these hitters? Yes, as far as Kenta goes, I mean, he's got 38.2% K rate this year to right-handed hitters, 23% swing strike rate. The Astros don't strike out a ton. They have only two, three players above 20%. But with that being said, they also only have two players with an ISO above 200. So they haven't, they haven't really, you know, been hitting the ball out of the park. And at 8,000, it's obviously the cheapest Mayad has been on the season, but it's just hard not, you have to at least consider it, I think. Mm Mm-hmm. But with Bieber and Cole at their prices, if you think that game is going to be one zero, you'd you'd be foolish not to play them. Yeah. So it's, it's gonna. It, it, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get to that game. I promise you. Right. I right. My, I know we're all excited for it, but I do think my <laughs> is definitely an opportunity to pitch him again. The Houston Bats really haven't been what they've been this last couple of years. How do you feel about Granky though? Um, going up against that Minnesota team. I mean, he really doesn't pitch too far into games anymore. He doesn't, I mean, he's still striking out guys, but he's not the Zach Granke we knew from five, six years ago. So what are the, do you you see any opportunity for him to have a good game here? Or are you going to try and use these bats to uh, go up against him? I'm going to try to use some of our right-handed bats. Uh, Reddies have a 221 ISO against Granke this year. With the pitching we have on this slate, that's probably one of the best numbers that you're going to look at. So, and only he's at a below 10% swinging strike rate to right handed hitters, only 15% K rate, and his Woba is at 350. So, you're probably not going to get a much better spot. So, I would look at Nelson Cruz at 49. Um, Byron Buxton has a 343 ISO against right handed hitting this year at 3,800. Miguel Sano has a 312 ISO against right-handed pitching this year at 38,000 or 3,800. So, yeah, I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna look for some of these twins twins bats here. 
Yeah, and and just kind of quickly glazing over the uh, the slate a little bit. I mean, the Twins are kind of priced cheap, especially for the situation yeah. that they're in. I mean, the Yankees are expensive. Um, the uh, Indians aren't as bad, but again, the Indians have kind of sucked this year. So it's it's a weird slate considering how cheap the pitching is. I mean, we have literally the gentleman who was the the, the reigning AL Cy Young Award winner, a dude who threw a no-hitter, and the soon-to-be, oh, two reigning Cy Young Award winners. I apologize, uh, Blake Snell. I guess Zach Granke, three reigning Cy Young Award winners on this slate, and we have Shane Bieber who's about to win his first Cy Young, and he's the most expensive at 9000 so it's just a really weird slate overall. So yeah, just a, yeah, just kind of a note on that. Like, if you leave a thousand or nine hundred, eight hundred dollars left, that can very easily be the optimal lineup today. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, yeah today because this is closer to a this is closer to a showdown slate. So I mean, there's only four games usually. Re- we I think we had a, a slate that was fourteen games the other day when you and I were doing this. So it's it's, right, uh, yeah. it's definitely weird. It's definitely weird, but I mean, we're in a good spot. I think tomorrow it gets a little bit bigger, and the day after that it gets a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll start to see bigger slates for this first round, but pretty soon it's just going to be four or five game slates moving forward. So let's move on. We have the Chicago White Sox. They uh, they didn't win the uh, AL Central, but goddamn, was it awesome. Shout out to the White Sox for making the playoffs i guess i mean the marlins made the playoffs so whatever the mets didn't of course but the marlins (laughs) up against the oakland athletics this game starts at three o'clock eastern 12 o'clock pacific we have lucas giolito up on the hill we have rookie sensation jesus lazardo on the hill for the a's as well um lazardo i mean of everybody outside of those toronto outside of the toronto pitching i would say is probably the worst pitcher on the slate and dude's pretty good i mean he's not great he's definitely good though Still a rookie. He has some time. Uh, we know what Giolito's done. As I said, he already threw that no hitter. He's been pretty great this year. Up a little, little up and down, but I still think overall has had a, a very solid year. Talk to me about these pitchers and where you're thinking about going with uh, with some of these bats because I feel like this is a smash spot for those White Sox bats. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna look for Lizardo for sure. I'd definitely pay 300 less for Maeda, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, this White Sox hitting is going to be, especially the right-handed hitters, are going to be hard not to not to look at. I mean, we look at their first, their leadoff hitter at 5,100. He has a 563 ISO against left-handed pitching this year. Woof. We, we scroll down. Yeah, Jose Abreu has a three 314 ISO. Uh, Encarnacion has a 313 ISO. I mean, they have six guys close to 300 ISO against mm-hmm. left-handed pitching in their order. So it's definitely a scary spot if you play Lizardo. Obviously he's, he's been pretty good this year, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to go there. If we look at Giolito though, this Oakland lineup isn't exactly what it started the season as. Mm-hmm. They, they've struggled along the way, and, and they have definite strikeout upside with Gilito at 8,300. Gilito, th- above 30% K rate from both sides of the plate. And if we look at some of these Oakland strikeout numbers, Samian, 20%, Matt Olson, 30%, Canna, 24%, Lamb, 31%, uh, Loriano, 25%, Scotty, 35%. So there's definitely, definitely, K upside here for Giolito against this Oakland team. 
Yeah, and I think that's a way to get different on the slate because as, we, as we've already been saying, I mean, we have Blake Snell up on the hill against the Toronto Blue Jays. We also have those two pitchers in that Yankees game, which is going to be a lot of fun to talk about too. So I think this is an interesting way. Again, Giolito is a fun way. I think he was paired up with Bieber the last time they both went out. And I think Gialito, I think Bieber did better, but Giolito for the price uh, at a couple, you know, thousand dollars cheaper or whatever it was at the time, you right. were able to pretty much just lock in so many more value points uh, there and then build on the stacks that you're looking for a little bit. So it's always a way again to get a little different and maybe grit get off um shane bieber which is pretty hard to do so let's move on to this toronto and tampa bay game looks like blake snell is up on the hill reigning cy young award winner up on the hill for the the uh tampa bay rays and then we have a robbie ray matt shoemaker looking like a three inning three inning thing potentially going on here up against toronto um going with the assumption we're not playing any robbie ray going with the assumption we're not playing any matt schumacher so i'm assuming we're going to be talking about these Tampa Bay bats in a second, but Blake Snell, uh, 7,800 dude has not been the Cy Young award winner. We knew from a couple years ago, but he's still been pretty good last game out against the, it was the Mets, So whatever, but you know, he had nine K's put up almost 20 points, but I don't know, man, he just hasn't done it for me really this year. It's been a little disappointing uh, considering what we've seen him do in the past. How do you feel about him against this blue Jays lineup? He's in a pretty good spot for his price. Uh, he's got a 42.6% strikeout rate to left-handed hitters, 28% to right. And this Blue Jays lineup, you got 27%, 28%, 35%. Then you got Gritchick, Guerrero at about 15%. Then you get back to 23%, 20%, 37.5%. And 24% strikeout rates. So for Snell, there's definitely a lot of strikeout upside here. Um, Obviously with the whole slate there is, Mm -hmm. but with this young Blue Jays lineup, I think Snell could have a pretty good day. Yeah, and even though they're both in the AL East, Snell looks like only pitched against the Blue Jays once, five and two-thirds, nine Ks. So not a bad day. Not a bad day at all. It's actually one of his higher um, point total games he has out there. So definitely interesting. But I, it's I feel like the K upside's there. I'm just a little worried about him as as the pitcher because um, again he just hasn't done it for me this year. Right. In terms of these uh, Tampa Bay bats, though, they've been a lot of fun this year. They're not really that expensive. I mean, you have Brandon Lau or Low. Again, please reach out at Michael Brazil one to explain <laughs> to me what the difference is uh, between him and Nate. Brandon and Nate, but uh, he's at 4,900, uh, 45, 44, and then you pretty much get to the 3K. So you can definitely build a nice little stack here uh, that's relatively inexpensive. How are you looking at this Tampa Bay lineup? They're definitely, they're definitely going to be one of my favorite stacks looking at Shoemaker and then obviously Robbie Ray. However, they end up working that out. But Shoemaker has a 274 ISO, 233 ISO, uh, 274 is to left hand, and 233 is to right handed hitters. And then we all know Robbie Ray, he gives up home runs mm-hmm. and walks people and stretch people everybody. out. He, he's, like, he's like the three, the three, uh, the pitcher version of yeah, yeah, three right? outcomes. <laughs> three outcomes for the pitcher. <laughs> That's not a good sign for a pitcher. <laughs> right. So you definitely can hit home runs and do some damage off him. But if we're looking at 
the starter Shoemaker, Schumacher. Um, Nate Lau, the first baseman, 3,500, has a 292 ISO against right-handed pitching. Uh, let's see. Mike Zanino could be an interesting way to be different with a 250 ISO against right-handed pitching at the catcher spot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Brandon Lowe, obviously he's always mm-hmm. a solid play, 4,900. I mean, he pretty much does it all. He has a 400 ISO against um, fastballs from right-handed pitching. Not bad. Yeah, and if that's probably all I'd go. I was gonna mm-hmm. say Sasugo, but eh, not. I'd rather get like Buxton and some of them Twins bats mm-hmm. at that price. Yeah, exactly. Sasugo, uh, not doing so hot this year. Seven hundred eight OPS. So I know there's more to baseball than OPS, but it's still something to pay attention to. So so far, we're in on some of these Minnesota bats. We're in on Maeda. We're in on some of these White Sox bats. We're in on Giolito. We're in on some of these Tampa Bay bats. You're a little more in than I am on Blake Snell, but there's definitely upside there. Now let's get to this late game hammer. We have Shane Bieber on the hill, current going to be Cy Young Award winner, one six three ERA, 122 strikeouts. Dude, that's like just an absurd amount of strikeouts in this many games. I mean, like that's that's absolutely ridiculous. So shout out to him for what he did this year. I wish it was 162 because the, the numbers would have been off the chart. Garrett Cole uh, started the season off kind of shitty. Uh, dude gives up dingers like it's nobody's business. But the last four games out, man, he has been incredible. Seven innings, seven Ks, one earned. Um, seven innings, eight Ks, one earned. Seven innings, nine Ks, zero earned. Six innings, actually, well, no, one one earned, 10 Ks. The dude has been incredible. He's put, up, he's put up 30 points, 40 points, a bunch of upper 20 points. Um, I mean, Shane Bieber is amazing but this Yankees lineup can hit Garrett Cole is almost as amazing, but the Indians lineup sucks. So, I mean, how, like, are you just, are you going to play? I'm assuming again, you're going to make a few different lineups. So you're going to have some lineups with Beaver right. and Cole, but in terms of the weight, are you going to be a little more overweight on one or the other? Or are you going to try and even it out? How are you looking at it uh, from a, from a uh, pitching standpoint? I'd probably lean more Cole than Beaver just because obviously the Yankees lineup has power one through nine, whereas the Indians, they're more like one through four. Once you get past that, they're pretty young players and inexperienced players. So I, I think you, you would lean Cole, but if you look at Bieber, 40% strikeout rate, above 40% strikeout rate from both sides of the plate. That's, for, that's and, freaking ridiculous. I mean, other than LeMayhew, who obviously we know is a great hitter and doesn't strike out, the the Yankees are at 27, 20, 23, 26. Urshela down back at 14, um, 18, 21, 31. So they do strike out. And Bieber at this price can definitely go out there and get you 40. Oh, my God, yeah. Absolutely. Again, I, I don't so, think it's a question. Like, you have to start him and son of your line. No, unless right, right, right. Single, unless you're doing one single entry, you have to get a couple shares of Shane Bieber because, as we said, the dude has been just absolutely electric this year. Shout out to Shane Bieber, yeah. soon to be AL Cy Young Award winner. But it's definitely a weird slate, man. Uh, looks like a lot of fun. I guess 
in a four game slate, how are you trying to get a little different? Like, I don't see us playing too many Yankees bats just because Shane Bieber is going to be there. Maybe a one off with Judge or something, just because you never know what the hell is going to happen. But it's not like they're in Yankee Stadium worrying about the crowd, right? Like we saw what happened with Cleveland a couple of years ago when they went to Yankee Stadium, they lost three games in a row because the crowd's nuts there. Um, that's not going to happen. It's going to be an empty stadium in freaking Arlington, Texas, or whatever the hell it is. So it literally doesn't matter at all. I, I, how do you get weird and different on a slate like this, knowing that it's pretty much just scrimmage games that mean the utmost to everybody? This, I would possibly put a one-off in for some of the these Indians left-handed hitters. Really? No short. Well, porch. I mean, you look at no short porch in Yankees feel like we're not right, we're not Yankees right. Game, you know? But if you look at Cole, he still put up, you know, over twenty points to thirty points in most of his starts while giving up fourteen home runs on the season. He didn't give up home runs in only two games, and he still obviously was that productive. Mm-hmm. So if you look at that, and I mean, you can even play one of these Indian hitters with Cole if you want, and hope it's a solo shot. But you got um, Cole has a given up a 309 ISO to left-handed hitters. That's why I say this. Mm-hmm. So if you want to be different and look for one of these, obviously they're expensive, but one of these Cleveland switch hitters or um, cheap left-handed hitters, if you want, I'm not going to. If I did it, it would probably be either Carlos Santana, Jose Ramirez, or Francisco Lindor. But honestly, I think that's where you could get a little bit different. And, I mean, Cole – Look at if you look at some of his numbers, and he scored thirty-one in a game. Then he gave up a home run, um, 30, 27. So it's it's definitely not it's definitely in the realm of possibilities. It is absolutely a possibility. And as a uh, disgruntled Mets fan, I would love to see Garrett Cole go out there and just get lit up. So I don't think it's going to happen. But I could see him giving up two solo shots. I really don't think that's really out of the realm of possibility. So I think that's a really interesting way to get different because I don't think you're going to see too many Indians bats at higher ownership percentages, um, even the left-handed ones, just because. So, Mitchell, absolutely fantastic. First uh, set of games for the playoffs. Excited to do this. Keep going with you. Unfortunately, we can't read those Texas Rangers numbers anymore. You know those are my favorite. But in case (laughs) someone wanted to know and they wanted to shoot you a message, maybe on Twitter, where would they reach out to you to uh, ask you what those numbers were just one more time? At Mitchell101, T-H-O-E-N-N-1 on Twitter, and then Mitchell Tennis on Instagram, T-H-O-E-N-N-E-S. And then in the Discord at BombCarlo15. BombCarlo15. You can find me at MichaelRazil1. If you want to ask Mitchell some questions directly, not through Twitter, just in case, you know, he's uh, weirded out by some rando, some egg reaching out to him on Twitter. <laughs> windailysports.com backslash chat seven days free in the expert chat you get all of this you get the first few days of the mlb playoffs you get the nfl which we've been crushing i think mitchell just won a couple thousand bucks a thousand bucks this past weekend in nfl yeah. alone. So it's a good it's a good place to be over here at the wind daily sports family so we appreciate that guy to you but again follow me michael Raziel one us wind daily sports come have a wonderful wonderful mlb time so thank you very much for mitchell for the rest of the wind daily sports family for myself we hope you make it a very profitable evening.